Welcome to the Overcoming Monday podcast, where we provide you little secrets for your big breakthrough. This podcast is designed to enhance your emotional and spiritual health, and our mission is simple, to help you understand yourself, the people you love, and the world around you so that you can win where it matters most. Your host is writer, speaker, mom, and pastor's wife, Shari King, and this season of Overcoming Monday is brought to you by Mission Grill. It is literally my favorite new restaurant in Anderson, South Carolina on Highway 81. It is incredible. Think Mexican street tacos, fresh, organic, and delicious. I go there at least three times a week. This season is also brought to you by The Clever People. For all of your real estate needs in the upstate of South Carolina, if you're looking for a new home, if you want to buy some property, if you need a place to rent, or if you just want to look at all the available properties and dream about what it would be to live in Anderson, The Clever People. They are your people for your real estate needs. Okay, let's get started on this podcast with your host and my wife, Shari King. Hello, Overcoming Monday listeners. I'm so excited to have a guest on the show today who you guys are going to love. Her name is Whitney Sullivan, and she's actually an amazing communicator. I want to be like her one day. Actually, I was backstage with some of the staff at New Spring, and she came to visit our campus this past Sunday, and they were raving about how amazing she is and what a great communicator she is. So we're actually going to talk to her a lot about communication and stories because she is a producer and anchor for WLTX TV in the morning. And so she's going to have some insight for all of you out there who want to learn how to be good communicators or may maybe possibly want to be an anchor someday. I mean, who knows who's out there and what you might be. So Whitney, will you just take a minute to say hello and um, introduce yourself to our guests? Yes, of course. Hey, Shari. Hey, guys. Hey. <laughs> uh, so, so this is actually my first podcast. I was telling Shari before we got started that I am nervous, but she was like, don't worry, it's going to be okay. Um, yes. So a little bit about me. I am from Columbia, South Carolina grew up here and then I went to Clemson University go Tigers whoop, whoop. here's a fun fact Shari I don't know if you know this so while I was at Clemson I played rugby what yes like the tough sport where you hit people and stuff yes I played rugby and my mom said of all the sports in the world you choose to play rugby so I went to Clemson played rugby was very involved in school there um and my senior year of Clemson is actually when I met Jesus I remember uh, I was starting to, I started to attend New Spring Church and that completely changed my life um so after I graduated school about a year later, I started my job at WLTX and I really started just answering phones, email, things like that and kind of worked my way up. But here's the thing, y'all. So but after I graduated, it was about a year before I started at the station and it took close to maybe like eight months before I could land my first job. Like I applied everywhere. Um, and so I had this idea that as soon as I graduated, I was going to end up in this big city with like this mm -hmm. big role or whatever and didn't get a job. And I, it really did test my faith. I remember spending so many like days crying and just 
God, why haven't I found a job yet? So then I got the job at WLTX, started answering phones and emails, and then worked uh, behind the scenes for a while, transitioned into producing, really loved that. And then I think over the past two and a half years, I started working on camera. So I've been um, in TV for a couple of years now. And I have to say this, uh, even though I wanted to straight out the gate, start in this big city, immediately start on camera, I'm just so grateful that that was not God's plan because what I went through um, and the positions that I held before I started working on camera and really just started communicating um, really helped prepare me and helped make me a great communicator. Uh, and mm-hmm. so I'm just absolutely so grateful that my plans did not work out the way that I had. Yes. And it's funny, I was talking to my mom maybe a couple months ago, and I said, you know what, there's never been a prayer that God answered that I'm like, man, he should have did that sooner, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think in the moment, sometimes we want it to be sooner, and then later on, we're like, "Mm, maybe it was good, God's timing's better. Exactly. That I honestly use, um, I I call it a testimony, that testimony of when I first graduated and couldn't find a job, and you know, started behind the scenes, I really use that testimony to remind myself and to tell others, you know, God's time is always perfect. Um, it might not feel like it yeah. in the moment though, but it is always perfect. I know it's so true. So what was your major at Clemson? So my major was communication studies. Um, and we didn't really have a huge, uh, amount of emphasis or focus on journalism. I took some journalism classes here and there, uh, but I had a couple of internships at a new station in the upstate. And then I also had an internship at a new station, Um, in the Midlands, in Columbia. And then I also did part-time work for ESPN and Raycom. But it was all like, I need you to pull these wires, go to the grocery store and buy us Gatorades for the talent, stuff like that. (laughs) Mm. And so when you started and you were, you know, what you said, I was assistant, basically, did they know that you wanted to move up to be what to do what you're doing now? So at WLTX, I started off on, on what they call the assignment desk, and that's answering phones and emails. And I knew what I wanted to do, but I was honestly very fearful of my dream. So I didn't tell anybody. I was like, yeah, mm. I'm not sure what I wanted to do, but I was just nervous that I was going to fail. And so I mm-hmm. kind of, um, one of the reasons why I didn't jump into on-camera work for a while was because I was just so afraid of this dream that God had given me and that I was going to fail at it. And so I really didn't believe in myself. Um, okay. But over time, um, with great community and just um, trusting God's promises for my life, eventually um, I was bold enough and really just stepped into what I feel like uh, is God's calling for my life right now. But I was just afraid. Um, and eventually, once I started telling people, they were like, yeah, we can see it. You can do it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, so when you look back on the things that you did, how long have you been doing this? Oh, um, six years, six, okay. six or seven years. Oh, wow. So say you, <laughs> yeah, that's a long time. So when you go back to year one and you look at some of the stuff that you did, do you kind of cringe a little bit or, you know, or have you accepted, okay, that was my beginning. Yeah. You know, yes. and now I'm much better, but. So I look back and, um, it's, yeah, it's, it was my beginning. I'm much better. Um, I'm so grateful that I started the way that I did and I did have that process um, because really I wasn't ready. I wasn't Mm -hmm. 
ready to uh, jump into a, a big city with an on-camera role. I wasn't ready because there was so much more that the Lord needed to do in me before um, I took that step. And so I really do wish, though, if I could go back to myself, I, I would just shake myself and say, hey, girl, believe in yourself. You can do mm-hmm. it. Um, but again, I am grateful that I had the process that I did. I actually recommend yeah. it for a lot of people who want to go into journalism. Um if you want to do anything on air, it's so important that you are at least aware of uh, what it takes to um, make this show happen. It's important that you know how to produce and things like that. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't change yeah. my process. Yeah, that's good. Um, so I said the word cringe. It's so funny because I wouldn't normally say that word, but I pick up this lingo from my kids now, you know, <laughs> and I didn't I said cringe, but they say cringe. You know, like that. <laughs> There's this way that you say it as a teenager, and then you're cool. There's another term that I learned um, recently. There's something like when you're wearing something great, you say, or you some you see someone wearing something great, you're like, I something about dripping. Do you know what I'm talking about? They're dripping. Their clothes are dripping. I, or I've heard they're dripping. I've heard people say like they got a lot of drip. Yes, maybe that. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I learned it yesterday <laughs> or maybe two days ago. The boy said something like, man, he's dripping. And he was talking, they were talking about some basketball player in their shoes. I don't really know. But it's so interesting. I'm always trying to catch up on this new lingo. By the time I catch up, it's old. Yeah, honestly, um, I try to stay in the know. But the older I get, the more I'm like, you know, listen, I'm going to do the best I can. Um, mm-hmm. And I just... You know, we'll give it my best shot to understand what's happening with the kids because I want to know what's yeah. going on. So, like, I know. let's say I have somebody younger and I'm doing a story on them. I need to be able to translate to our audience what they just said. Yes. Well, uh, so something funny happened. I'm going to tell this story and then we'll move on to our top three questions. But uh, Joseph just had a birthday, so he just turned 15 not too long ago. And right now, you know, it's the whole COVID thing. But Mm -hmm. you can rent out in our town, you can rent out an entire theater and bring a certain amount of people in. And you can spread all out and they clean it and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, we did that for Joe's birthday. And they have certain movies that you can choose. So it's a guy audience. So we chose Gladiator. Have you ever seen it? Um, A long time ago. I know. Anyway, they have options you can choose. And that was one of them. So there's this one scene where they go into Rome and the gladiators are about to go in the Colosseum and there's the guy who runs the Colosseum and he walks out and he has these like eyebrows and they're super long, but they, he has them to where they're like, um, gelled up. They're pointing up and they look ridiculous. Mm -hmm. They're so big, but I think it was maybe a style then. I don't really know. And so we were all laughing at his eyelashes because, you know, we have the whole theater to ourselves. So a bunch of boys and really just me. It was like a bunch of boys, my husband and me. So I'm surrounded by boys. <laughs> well, Jacob laughs. All of his friends laugh. They kind of make a comment under their breath. I don't really know what they were saying. Just kind of like, oh, look at that, you know. Anyway, the guy wasn't done with his awesome costume. He actually, before he walked into the Colosseum and stood with like the uh, Caesar or emperor or whatever, he grabs this like curly wig and sticks it on his head and pulls it down. And out of nowhere, I hear Jacob go, 
oh shoot like that you know because a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of teenagers are using that phrase right now oh shoot you know maybe I'm even saying it wrong <laughs> but right when he said it um oh shoot I think it's like that I don't know anyway all the boys in the theater start cracking up because they just it was the moment it was the moment of and he did that too <laughs> it's the eyebrows and the wig you know so it's really funny. I'm just talking about words with you because, you know, communication. Words are important. They're so important. And what's so interesting is um, like lingo that I feel like had one meaning back in the day. You bring it back now and it means something completely different. So it's so interesting to see how words change. I'm going to also say, Shari, I'm not upset about your impressions. I feel like you're doing pretty good. <laughs> well, I'm trying. I usually am criticized by my kids. I never do it good enough. But, you know, I, at least I'm trying. You know, that's what I say. Hey, that's what counts. Yep. So um, while we're on the subject of communication, um, I wanted to ask you your top three questions. So all of my guests I'm kind of bringing in and they're, they have specialties or whatever. Um, we had Michael, a singer-songwriter, on the podcast not long ago. So we talked about that. And so today we're talking to you about some communication advice because you're in it. And so I wanted to ask you, first of all, what would be your top communication advice? What um, that you've ever been given or that you feel like is uh, valuable and helped you in your career? Okay, so this is a tough question because I've been given so much good communication advice, wisdom from some of the best in the business. Um, I've really been surrounded by a great community at my station. But for me, the best communication advice that I've ever received is just be yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that sounds like so simple and uh, you know, super easy. But the reality of the situation is a lot of people um, sometimes have trouble just being themselves because they might not think that being themselves is good enough. And that was definitely the case for me. Um, I I told you, you know, earlier that I was afraid that I was going to fail, um, that I wouldn't be able to do a good enough job. And so I would constantly look at other people and be like, okay, well, maybe if I talk like them or if I act like them or if I do whatever like them, then that way I can be successful. When in reality, God has blessed me uh, with a unique set of abilities and talents, just like he blesses everyone. And um, I can't let my own light shine if I'm trying to shine somebody else's light. And Mm. that has been a game changer for me because what's so beautiful about being yourself is people can feel that authenticity. People can feel that genuineness. Um, I think I made that word up, genuineness. We're going to go with it. (laughs) But people can feel that. And I think more than anything, if you're being invited into somebody's home every morning, um, they want to feel like you're being real with them. You know, they're they're welcoming you in just like they welcome somebody in when they knock on their door um, and it's family. And so for me, being myself has been the best thing that I have ever done as both, um, you know, an anchor, just as a communicator in general, but also just mm-hmm. as a, a friend, as a sister, as a daughter, um, really believing in the gifts that the Lord has given me and putting stewarding those well and putting those on full display. And so that has been a game changer for me is believing in myself, being my authentic self, um, and being confident in the voice that I have been given. Yeah, that's great. 
So I want to ask you a question because I think that sometimes being yourself for some people just means I'm just going to say whatever because this is me (laughs) and people are just going to have to like be okay with it, you know? And so I think that there's a difference between um, being too raw, Mm -hmm. you know, but then in like, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it, but I have heard some people just, it, it seems like they're like, this is me. I'm jaded and bitter. And if you don't like it too bad, you know, or right. this is how I communicate. And so I think that there needs to be a balance between understanding how to be yourself, but then what is actually, um, appropriate maybe for your Absolutely. audience and how much vulnerability that it uh, should entail. Right. So for me, um, first off, it's so important that we're always respectful. Um, I, that's the way that I was raised. Um, and I also believe that if you come off in a very aggressive manner, um, then you lose the people that you're trying to communicate with. And so mm-hmm. when I say, uh, you know, be myself, I mean, really, um, put the gifts that the Lord has given me on full display. Like, look, I got a big personality, a big laugh, Mm -hmm. and I would sometimes try to like hold that back. Um, Mm -hmm. And my personality makes me who I am. My laugh is okay. I got big curly hair. I'm going to wear that. Like God gave me all of these things. But I do agree that um, being yourself, um, that's important. But you also should know that it's never okay to hurt someone's feelings or be negative and or uh and use the excuse of I'm just being myself. Um yeah. that's not okay. Uh yeah. It's never okay to, you know, use that uh as an excuse. So there's definitely a fine line with that. But is there let me let me bring that back. Is there really a fine line, Shari? Like just be nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that our world there's you know, like Okay, let's get real. I kind of, there are some shows that are super funny, Mm -hmm. but sometimes our humor is based on honestly making fun of other people. And that's not okay. No, I I mean, you know, Saturday Night Live is huge. Mm -hmm. I get it. Like, there's some fun skits, but that shouldn't, I think, be real life sometimes. We have to separate like how we actually should interact with people. And honestly, I actually think we need to be careful about how we use humor as well. So it's interesting, the world we're living in. Absolutely. But I really appreciate your advice. I think we should be ourselves. I think I have felt pressure sometimes in my speaking in the beginning, feeling like I needed to be more like my husband, you know? Um, But then I've had people tell me, look, I love who you are. I love your authenticity. Yep. Your... I can tell that you're you when you stand up there, you're speaking to me. I feel like I'm having coffee with you. And I think that that's important is that you are your same person on stage that you are off or in a podcast per se. They can feel who you are through it, but you may not get from me in this podcast, the same conversation that I would have say with my best friend, if I'm upset Mm -hmm. And I need to let some things out, you know? Absolutely. And so I think that's the difference is, you know, what are you giving people who you don't know? There's a level of vulnerability, I think, that you have with your friends that you wouldn't have, say, with a podcast audience. Right, right. And you, you know, you know that 
they're just definitely a two has to be like a level of professionalism. Like um, when I'm speaking at work, I'm going to, you know, speak my truth. So, for example, what's happening right now in the world? Uh, uh, there's a lot of conversation about race relations, as there should be. Um, and so I'm going to say my truth that I don't believe that racism is OK. Now, am I going to get on the show every morning and uh, attack people who um, don't hold the same beliefs as I do? Absolutely not. Um, mm-hmm. Because that's not shining my light, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so I think it's important that you know how to navigate the two. But even just speaking about like finding your voice, I, I, I would catch myself when I was younger so often looking around and, and looking at these successes of other people and feeling like I needed to be them in order to uh, be successful in whatever it was, whether it is um, at work or whether it's in ministry or whether it's in life. And I have to remind myself, you know, that God has a specific plan for me and I can't, li- you know, live out that plan, walk out that plan if I'm constantly looking around trying to see what everybody else does. You know, a lot of it had to come mm-hmm. back to comparison. And uh, really the reality of the situation is like the Lord has blessed me with so many gifts as he does other people. And I don't want my I don't want my plate, my food to get cold staring at somebody else's. Right. Mm, And so it's so important that we take those gifts, that food that God has given us and use that instead of just like looking around and figuring that out. And honestly, that's something that I still struggle with comparison. Um, But I know that when I sit down and I think about God and what he says about me and what he has for his children um, and the plans that he has and that the gifts that he has given us. And I know that I want to steward those gifts well and be that light that it's important for me to um, be confident in who I am. Uh, And I do that by just being myself. Yeah, that's great. Well, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I'm going to ask you your other two questions. Hey, Overcoming Monday listeners, we're taking a short break to announce an opportunity for connection and coaching with Shari King. This fall, Clayton King Ministries is launching an all-access coaching network event called Leading by Loving Jesus More. The Kings co-founded Clayton King Ministries 25 years ago, and in this time, Shari noticed a lack of leadership training for women. But ladies, you know that no matter what stage of life you're in, you lead in all sorts of capacities— in your workspace, your home, your church, and your friend groups. We do a lot, and we're expected to juggle a lot, too. Shari has experienced both the joys and challenges of leadership, personally and professionally, so she is passionate about providing women with the tools to lead well, both emotionally and spiritually. So ladies, this is your moment to grab a friend who is also craving leadership training and sign up today. And men, don't tune us out. We know you know women who would jump at this opportunity, so let me tell you how to sign up and discover more about this exclusive opportunity. This all-access training includes one session per week for seven weeks before October 8th. We don't want you to miss out, so register today by visiting ckmresources.com forward slash coaching. Let me repeat that again to you. ckmresources.com forward slash coaching. And as an extra special bonus, Overcoming Monday listeners will receive 10% off this event by entering the code MONDAY. Thanks so much for your time and interest. Now let's get back to the show. All right. Welcome back, Overcoming Monday listeners. I am here with Whitney Sullivan again, and we're about to ask her the second question of her top three. Are you ready, Whitney? Uh, do you feel like a game show right I now? I really do feel like a game show. I hope I win some money at the end. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, um, I know that you've covered a lot of stories. Um, I don't even know what they all are. And, and, that, and I'm not really... So the question that I want to ask you is, out of the stories that you've covered, what do you think is the favorite place you've ever visited? So that's what I wrote down. But here's the reality. You can twist this question around. If you just mm-hmm. want to talk about a story that you did where there was just an interesting aspect of it that you just can't forget, you know, uh, maybe a place that you visited or maybe something that happened when you went to a, to cover a story that was funny or, <laughs> you know, whatever. But I just, we, I want to know a little bit about your life, what this is like to walk into a place and cover a story, you know, and just kind of what that feels like for you. Oh my goodness. Okay. I have so many favorite stories. That's my issue. I just, I just love it all. Um, you know, and in the reality of the situation is we do have to cover some very tough things. So, um, there are stories that I have covered that will stick with me for the rest of my life. Um, for example, uh, the Charleston nine massacre, the Confederate flag coming down different hurricanes. Um, even what we're living right now, I know that I will forever remember this, um, because the stuff, it just, it all breaks your heart. Um, but at the same time, it's so beautiful to also see the community come together and it just brings a lot of hope as well. Uh, for me though, my favorite type of stories to cover are community-based stories where I really get to spotlight and highlight unsung heroes in our community. Maybe people who are making a difference in the community, but necessarily wouldn't get any news coverage. I love talking about the people who make our community great. And I think one of the reasons why that really pulls at my heartstrings a lot is because I'm from the community that I'm telling the stories in. And so I think about one of my first stories uh, as a reporter, it was uh, a man. He's a, I called him a grandpa um, because he was a grandpa. He was the sweetest man ever. And he used to be a whiskey salesman. And he said, you know, in his retirement, he retired and he was like, the Lord has just blessed me so much. I want to continue to give back. And so he volunteers on a weekly basis in his retirement as a baby cuddler in the NICU unit. Yes. When I, and you could just feel how much he loved every single one of the babies that came in there. And we know that that's such a difficult time for families and to get to meet a man who has dedicated his retirement to loving on these little ones, because as much as parents would love to be there around the clock, it's just not a reality. They have to go to work, you know. Uh, they have other responsibilities that they also have to tend to, and to know that these little ones were being loved and cared for by this man was just one of the most beautiful things that I've ever seen. Um, And so that really blessed me. Last week, I got to do a story with one of my good friends. Um, Her name is Jamisha. And she's really spearheaded uh, Black Philanthropy Month. Uh, Black Philanthropy Month is celebrated in August. And it's so beautiful to see her use her role um, to help shed light on a month that a lot of people have no idea about, but yet is going to help so many African-Americans in our community. So that's Mm -hmm. what I love. I love telling stories about everyday people 
and just the amazing things that they get to do, um, that they do to make our community great. Now, here's a fun story. Okay. I get to do a lot of fun stuff too, y'all. I get to meet a lot of amazing people. So I like covering the fair, you know, covering when Clemson does well, like all those are all fun. But one of my favorite stories is I'm a huge animal lover. So in high school, I thought I was going to be an actress and veterinarian. Like that was my track in life. I was going to do both of those, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Neither one of those worked out. I don't know how I was going to You should have been like in an animal movie. There we go. Exactly. Um, why didn't I go to those casting calls for Lion King? What What was I doing? Um, so I love animals so much. And so I was able to do a series at work uh, that basically looked at unique jobs that people don't know a lot about. And I hope I don't mess this up because this was like three years ago. But I was able to cover a veterinary acupuncturist. And so I went, right, who knew that existed? Exactly. So I got to go in and it was so funny um, because actually that's a way just like with people, they use acupuncture on animals to relieve pain, relieve tension, stress, all these things. And so the dogs would get acupuncture and they're just like, you know, living their best life, zen. But the cats... I was like, do we need to move? Because these cats were not feeling the acupuncture at all. And just kind of like the facial expressions um, or the way that they would move and shape their body, you could just tell mm-hmm. that they weren't feeling it. But that was just so cool and so fun. So um, no day is the same. I love yeah. that. Um, and I love the opportunity to give amazing people in our community a, a platform. That's great. That's awesome. All right. So for the last question. (laughs) So do you know this podcast is called Overcoming Monday? Do you know that? Yes. Yes. Okay. So the point of this podcast and the heart of this podcast is to give people tools that will help them overcome in life. I know that there's tons of obstacles in life and Mondays are usually not the day that people love, Mm -mm. you know, we're starting over and they're usually hectic and you're getting all the, all the emails have come in and you're having to sift through them all. But then, you know, this, you have this whole week. I just feel like Mondays are hard, right? They are. So the third question is in relation to that. I wanted to know if you could give us your top life hack. So you live on a different schedule than a lot of people. You know, you get up really early in the morning, pretty much. You probably crash about the afternoon <laughs> and then have to figure out how to be nice at night. I don't really know. Um, but you get up early and your schedule is just different. How have you learned how to still, you know, do things with other people, how to um, maintain your schedule so that you can still develop friendships? Um, and have people beside you so that you don't feel like your life is so different than everyone else's. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's something you experience, but I would imagine that, you know, people who work the night shift, um, probably feel a little bit out of sorts sometimes. And I've talked to some people like that. My schedule is so different than others. I sleep during the day. I work at night. So I'm looking for a life hack from Whitney right now. (laughs) Tell me what you think has helped you to maintain friendships when your schedule is so different from other people. Um, So this is something that I am still working on getting better at. Um, I tell people all the time or I joke about it all the time. I'm like prayer and concealer is are the two things that are getting me through it. Lots of concealer and prayer. Um, but seriously, what I try to do just tangible, uh, 
things that I do that people can incorporate if they're on a weird schedule. I take vitamins. Mm. Um, I take multivitamin. I take fish oil. Um, I think vitamin D, if I remember correctly. Um, I make sure that I drink lots of water. Um, I Mm -hmm. exercise regularly. That helps release adrenaline. It gets the endorphins going. Um, But I also try to do my best to get to bed at a certain time. So I'm technically supposed to go to sleep around like 7.30 or 8 o'clock at night. Um, Sometimes Mm -hmm. that, like last night, I didn't go to bed till like 10 o'clock. And so then you pay for it the next morning. But what I'm learning is that that means sometimes you have to say no to some things that you would want mm-hmm. to go to. So that really makes you put your FOMO in check, fear of missing out in check. Yeah. Um, but what I do is I try to still make sure that I am making my family and friends a priority. So while we might not be able to do a late dinner, I'm like, hey, do you want to grab breakfast uh, before mm. you start work? If you're a morning person, morning people love that. If you're not a morning person, completely understand why you would say no. Um, or lunch breaks. I'll go and meet them on their lunch breaks and we'll go grab something to eat. Or maybe we might just even you know, hang out or walk around their office building. Um, but I try to find a time that uh, works well for both my schedule and theirs. And then even if people want to do an early dinner, um, I'm mm-hmm. also down for that. But if I know that they're the only way that I can see my family and friends, um, is at nighttime, which is a time that's past my bedtime. Um, I'm not too strict about that. I will say, you know what, I'll make sure that I take a nap, a good strong nap in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. And then Which you just did actually before this episode. I absolutely did because I have something to do at church tonight. So I was like, all right, well let me take a nap so I'm not exhausted by the time mm-hmm. I'm supposed to hang out with everybody. Um so I take a nap and then, you know, we have that dinner. Or if I know I'm doing something Later in the night, I might not exercise that day and just give myself time to relax and rest. So it really just, it does change. But I don't know if my body will ever get used to waking up this early. Um, But I have to say... On average, how early do you wake up? About 2.30. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if my body's ever going to get used to that. But here's the thing. Even though I am not a morning person, which is crazy... Mm -hmm. Um, I love morning shows. <laughs> so mm. I'm like, you know, eventually I feel like I'll get this whole thing down packed because I just love the vibe of a morning show. I love being able to get up, inform people, but also bring them some positive energy, some positive vibes, um, and a smile if I can, because sometimes getting ready for the day is tough. And so if I can help you do that by making you laugh, making you smile, giving you some information, I'm here for it. Yeah. Great. Well, Whitney, I think you're amazing. I think you're amazing. (laughs) I'm loving getting to know you. I feel like we're very in early stages of getting to know one another. Mm -hmm. And um, I have been uh, just blessed to have you kind of enter my life in the small ways that we've gotten to see each other. And I just really appreciate you as a person. I want you to know that my husband checks out your story every morning (gasps) for the news. I hear you a lot, you know, in the mornings. So in case you just don't know that, um, we, you are part of our mornings. Oh, that makes me so happy. I, listen, I've made it. I am a part of the King's morning, you know. Yes. I can't ask for more. Yes. I'm here for it. 
Oh, you are. So as we close today, I wanted to see if you could, because you can do it better than I can. I always ask other people to like tell people how to get in touch with you, how to connect with you, how to watch you in the mornings, <laughs> things like that, because I feel like I'll fumble through it. And so I let my guests talk about themselves <laughs> at the end. It's a little bit of treat for me. Um, but if you'll just close this out by telling everyone, how they can get in touch with you, how they could watch you, all of those things. I love it. I was telling you earlier before this started, I'm terrible at talking about myself. I talk for a living and I'm just so bad at talking (laughs) about myself. Um, But you can get in contact with me. I'm on Facebook, Whitney Sullivan, WLTX. I'm on Twitter at Sullivan underscore speaks. But if you want to get your dose of news in like two or three minutes, then you can follow me on Instagram. Um, I do something called the morning recut. And basically, I go over the top uh, headlines that you need to know to get your day started really quick. Uh, Each headline is about 15 seconds. um, And I mainly focus on things that are happening in the Midlands. But I also look at things that are big stories that are happening in the nation as well. And my Instagram, very interesting name. It's a play on words off of my last name. So it's at S-U-L-L-Y underscore B-A-N-N. Um, it's just, I think, a fun way to spell Sullivan. <laughs> like yes, Sullivan. Sullivan. Yeah. Um, and if you want to watch me, um, you can go to WLTX.com. And if you want to watch our morning show, you can uh, check us out there. Uh, we have a little button on our um, website that lets you watch live. Yep. And for those of you, I don't think I said this, for those of you who are listening who are not in the South Carolina area, Whitney and I both are from South Carolina. So if you're wondering where she reports news from, it would be our home state of South Carolina, which I never thought I would have, I would ever say. I was born in Georgia, lived in North Carolina for 20 years, and now I'm in South Carolina. So we're so happy to have you. (laughs) Thank you. Well, Overcoming Monday listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you have found some little secrets for your big breakthrough. And we'll talk to you next time on Overcoming Monday. Hey, we hope you have enjoyed today's conversation with Whitney Sullivan. She is literally one of our favorite people. She's spoken at Crossroads Winter Conference, and she'll be with us again in the future. And you may have seen her on television because she is a producer and anchor for WLTX-TV in Columbia, South Carolina, and she's uh, on TV every morning on their newscast. She started her career in 2014, and man, God is just using her in a big way. So if you'd like to check out more about her life, check her out on Instagram. It's Sully underscore van or just check Whitney Sullivan hey pray for our ministry this week and check out ClaytonKingMinistries.com for all that we do and for ways that you can pray for us and even support us financially we are a nonprofit ministry and we exist off of your prayers and your donations we hope that we have given you some little secrets for your big breakthrough on Overcoming Monday <laughs>